Hello and welcome to the Show Up Dad podcast, a podcast for tradesmen. Thank you for coming out today for today's episode. Today I have AJ Howard from Unbound Pursuit. His goal is, is, is helping and sharing the knowledge about the great outdoors and hunting that is provided for our maker. He encourages people out there to get out there and just really enjoy what God has created for us. AJ, thank you for coming out to the show, brother. I appreciate you and thank you for coming out here and just wanting to share your story with us. Yeah, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Okay, AJ, I want to kick things off today by having you give listeners an overview of your story, both professionally and and and, and personally too. You know. Okay, so uh, my name's AJ Howard. Uh, I live up in Northeast Washington. I'm a elementary, well, preschool and elementary uh, special education teacher. Um, I've worked in schools for six or seven years now in the special education world. Um, about three years ago, I started Unbounded Pursuit as a way to learn, grow, and share about God and the outdoors, um, and just really passionate about getting, getting outside, uh, experiencing the opportunities um, and the lands that our maker has created. Uh, I got two kids of my own, so getting them outside and hiking and taking my little uh, guy who's four on hunts and fishing trips and uh, anything to do with the outdoors is very high on my priority list. Hmm. AJ, I wanted to ask you to tell listeners, how has nature and the outdoors really, really enriched your life? Oh, man. So I grew up in the city, did not grow up hunting mm-hmm. at all. I mean, I had a little BB gun and shot pop cans and stuff. I don't remember who even taught me how <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> um but when I met my now wife, um, her dad, her sisters, um, her mom, her stepdad, they were all very big into hunting and loved getting outside. I mean, her, her dad and her grandpa build uh, traditional bows and her mom used to hunt muzzleloader for bears and just Wow. A lot of really cool things. So that kind of got me started in the outdoor world. And once I just started learning, um, I just kind of went full fledged and hunt in every aspect. Now I just got my trapper's license. Mm -hmm. um, So it's really, I used to kind of hobby jump around um, and not really know what I really liked. I mean, I kind of like doing everything, but since I've come into hunting, I just want to spend so much time outdoors. I'll get all kind of cooped up from work. And I just want to go for a hike because it just helps me calm down, relax, get a good workout out, workout in, um, you know, especially when those first snows, when it's not too cold, it's just coming down, just go out by myself and just think and hike and explore get lost right get lost <laughs> yeah no it's it's it you're absolutely right with that um that for me it's it's a getaway too it's a, it's a place to get alone to get away from technology mm-hmm. to get away from that white noise and just be in nature and just absorb it and just see god in all his splendors whether it be a a, a spider making a spider web in a, in a footstep or whatever just to to get out there and 
just really enjoy what God has created for us. And that's what takes us to the reason for this podcast and our, and our premise. We're going to be talking today about technology versus nature and why are the, why outdoors, why the outdoors activities, excuse me, are essential for kids. And uh, one of the things I want to ask you is that today more than ever, our kids are digitally connected at rates that were even comprehensible 20 years ago. We are raising the first digital natives, okay? A generation that can't remember a time before the internet, smartphones, phones, or wireless technology. What is your take on this? Uh, it's a, it's a double-edged sword mm -hmm. because that's where my wife and I struggle with even the idea of unbounded pursuit because it requires being on social media, requires technology. Um, and we don't want to be on our phones all the time around our kids. We think it's so important just to engage with your kids, not to put them to the side and let them zone out. I mean, there's definitely a time and place, mm -hmm. you know, my wife, couple kids, wants the house to stay clean. Yes, our son gets a couple, he gets two 20 to 30 minute show times, we call it, because mm -hmm. she needs time for the baby to nap, her to clean the house, or even just to do her own devotionals or have her own me time. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely a time and a place. And we've noticed too, you know, he gets creative ideas for missions from Paw Patrol and, you know, things like that. But um, otherwise, we don't have TV. We don't watch TV really together. We just think it's really important to get outside and to move your body. It's just healthier for your mind and your soul. And um, I mean, I've even incorporated that into my classroom or my groups of kids that come in to see me is one, boys especially, mm -hmm. like you were talking about earlier, being rambunctious and just wanting to go play. I mean, one thing we read about raising boys was even if you don't give them toy guns, they're going to bite their little pretzel into a toy gun and pew, pew things. Like that's just mm -hmm. what boys do. They blow <clears throat> up stuff. And I mean, not all of them, but it's just a tendency. And then we put kids inside a classroom for six hours a day. Okay. They're not sitting at one chair, but it's a lot of, now they're doing stuff they don't want to do. And honestly, as a teacher, there's things that are boring. You can't make sounding out letters that fun really mm. <laughs> um so there's times where my kids they need to learn some skills to help them progress and become better readers and i try to get my kids to move as much as possible hey run to the tree across campus and come back and let's read another 10 words or but then there's also time where like videos and games are super helpful for learning or for a parent and a child to engage in different topics um but so that's a hard question yeah but, it is it <laughs> but is. i don't fully agree with technology because mm -hmm. i think it's used more as a get the kid quiet and out of your hair than mm -hmm. anything else yeah people i think right nowadays are, are starting to use technology as kind of a, a babysitter yeah and this is becoming a a, a pretty big issue okay um, so big that the American Academy of Pediatrics is now recommending limiting the amount of time children spend on a device, okay? 
it like rewires their brains. It does in a negative, such a bad way. And our kids, most kids leave the house around 18, right? Mm -hmm. If we choose to have, (laughs) hopefully, (laughs) hopefully, if we choose to have kids, we can't then be selfish and just let them kind of go to their own device. They do need independent time, but God gives us these gifts and we have 18 years to help them grow and shape and foster these kids to be the best people they can be for their generation when they grow up into, you know, um, to contribute to society. I don't want to, you know, if I don't know, you know, if one kid was just full, I just watched TV 10 hours a day for my entire life. Like mm-hmm. maybe you do get some creative things and come out of it with some cool stuff, but I feel like that's just so detrimental and like, I, don't, I hope I don't get any backlash or anything, but like, I feel like it's a huge waste of time. <laughs> no, and I, I agree with you hundred percent. I mean, the average team, the average team today consumes nine hours on the average daily. And that's, that's including funny. social media. That's including zoom. If they're on school, you know, oh. uh, devices playing. I mean, that's nine hours out of a 24 hour period. Okay. That's insane. That's, that's more time on that than they are receiving sleep. Yeah. So it's, it's sad. It is now back to what you're talking about. Technology does have a place in time in our child's lives, right? We agree. Okay. However, we need to step back and look at the benefits nature provides that our kids might be missing out of when they're plugged in all the time. Okay. Okay. Some of the benefits of the great outdoors, what are they? Uh, you know, examples, outdoor play gives kids the opportunity to develop their, their, their observation and creativity skills, right? Which in turn leads to higher levels of learning readiness and scores on tests. Okay. It also boosts your child's immunity when they're eating dirt, they're getting that vitamin D, which is now helping uh, with COVID, right? Yeah. It, it's building up their immune system. They're, they're getting exposed to these good germs and bacteria that live in our ecosystem. And we, you know what I mean? And they're in, like I said, once again, the vitamin D from the sunlight where they're getting their healthy doses, you know, they're getting exposed to green spaces, you know, several studies has been shown to reduce the symptoms of ADHD in kids. That's amazing, dude. Cause right now everybody's diagnosed with ADHD, Yeah, you know, you can't sit in the classroom for six hours, ADHD. <laughs> exactly. Here you go. Let me label you. Now you're labeled and here's some meds. Go, go take this. Yeah. Room. Yeah, I was actually listening to, um, have you heard of the Hunt Harvest Health podcast? No, I haven't. Ryan and uh, Hillary Lampers, and they do a lot of gardening stuff, and he's a big outdoorsman, and Mm -hmm. I was in my garden listening to it one time, and it talked about, I wish I knew exactly, but like bare skin to dirt contact, Mm -hmm. and the things that, the hormones, I think that it releases in your body, how it's like literally a therapy going through like it was unreal like Mm -hmm. everything that we need to be to have peace and to be at one is all around us in nature exactly it's here and we're trying to do so many other things and fill Mm -hmm. these holes that can't be filled by Hmm. that's interesting that you said that because that's one of my wife's therapies when she was diagnosed with lyme uh 
one of the therapies that she would do is she'd go out into our backyard and she would walk barefoot on the dirt. That way she could absorb the nutrients that she needed for, that her body was lacking. That's you know? insane. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I, I mean, I'm, I don't know much about that. That's an area that I need to really uh, delve into just to, to bring more awareness to me so I can share mm-hmm. with my listeners. But I mean, she has tremendous amount of wealth and knowledge on, on herbals, on and just, just healing yourself naturally and holistically. Yeah. And I, I think that's what our country needs now. Everybody's addicted to pills. Yeah. You know, everybody, that's the first thing they do. They label you and give you pills. Yeah. And I was told the other day when I was talking to a, another person I was interviewing for the podcast, they're telling me that big pharmaceuticals, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah, man. And it's just killing us. It's killing us, you know? And that's what's sad is being so living in a world of so focused on like selfishness mm-hmm. that they know it's not good, but it's so much money. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know you. I don't care. <laughs> exactly. You know, and it's crazy because even just being exposed to sunlight causes us to set our natural biorhythms, right? Everybody's biorhythms are out of control. They can't sleep right. You know what I mean? And their sleep schedules are off. That's one of the things I'm seeing with people nowadays. Like, oh, I can't sleep. I'm having trouble sleeping. I need to take this pill. I need to take somas. I need to take this. Get out into some sunlight. Get out into the net, into the natural. Mm-hmm. You know, let your biorhythms really just get back in balance. You're out of balance. If something is off in your body, it's because you're out of balance. Agreed. So um, what are some practical steps fathers can take to incorporate the benefits nature has provided what do you suggest like how to get outdoors with your kids yeah 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 um i mean just uh, as simple as finding a trail either on your property or around your house just go outside and i i mean i struggle with actual play like hey let's go shoot our bows let's go look for a bear that's what i want to take them on Mm-hmm. Sometimes he just wants to sit in a dirt hole with a little mini excavator and dump truck and dig and stack up pine cones and grab rocks and make a house. And so, you know, how you might have an idea and that'll help you, you know, get mm-hmm. outside and hey, let's go do a scavenger hunt. Let's go find a, a pine cone, a fir cone, a, you know, find different pieces of nature, like you said, to kind of. the the observational aspects of things but then just listen to your kids and just try to submit to them and also do what they want because getting doing the things that they like or the ideas that just randomly pop in their head like hey Mm -hmm. let's go kick the tree or jump off the rock go and be vulnerable and look silly jumping off the rock because they're going to remember that and they're going to want to go outside more because they enjoy it. So then the more you get outside, then you're going to be able to do the things you want to do because they like spending time with you. So yeah, go for a walk or a hike, climb a tree, dig a hole. Um, I mean, not necessarily that you have to buy them things to do, but uh, one thing we just bought our four-year-old is a BB gun and go outside mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Hey, yeah. we're going to go to the store and buy a BB gun and mm-hmm. we're going to go outside and shoot this thing. Or, you know, he's got a little toy bow and arrow. So sometimes toys and stuff 
help that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they just like to hike around and not have to be quiet because you're looking for a deer or have to be, you know, mm -hmm. some way they just want to do whatever they want to do. Mm, that's, that's interesting that you say that. Cause I'll go scouting for like, one of the things my children like is uh, looking for sheds. Oh man. I need mm -hmm. to get into that. Dude, shed hunting. So awesome, bro. And uh, so we'll take them. Right. And my son, he's at that point now, my middle son, Lucas, and uh, he's at that point now where he's really into dinosaurs and dinosaur bones and like exploring. So I tell him instead of time, we're going to go look for sheds for, for deers or elk. Let's go look for dinosaur bones. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. and nice. he'll, he'll come back with like a, a cow head or a skull or, or, <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Is someone who killed an elk a long time ago or whatever, you know, and in the forest and we'll look at the bones. And of course I got to double check and make sure there's nothing on them that is going to be, you know, hazardous to his health. But uh, he'll he'll take them, he'll dissect them, he'll he'll play with them, he'll he'll make uh, weapons out of them. Yeah. And then he'll start smashing mushrooms. I don't know what it is with my son, but he absolutely loves to smash mushrooms. He thinks it's like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> you know. And and that's his day. We we we. I tell him we're gonna go to the forest. We're gonna do this. He's like, can I smash mushrooms? You know, that's like his number one list. <laughs> he asked that. Yeah, he asked that. He wants to go smash some mushrooms, you know? So how old is he? He is seven. Awesome. Yeah. He's, he's seven years old. And he, like I said, he, he keeps telling me dad, I want to be a paleontologist. I'm like, okay, wow. good for you. You know what I mean? And then my other boy, his brother, the five-year-old, the baby, He's like, dad, I want to be a lineman. And then I want to be a gorilla handler because he's all into gorillas <laughs> right now. You know what I mean? He's, he's into Hulk smash and, oh, and, yeah. and, and big built things. You know, he's always working out and stuff. He sees daddy working out. So he's, you know, as fathers, we're very influential. Yeah. So they see you having these good work habits where you're working out, you're, you're taking care of yourself, you're eating right. You know, they pick up on that mm -hmm. and they they start wanting to implement it in their lives too, you know? Yeah, totally. And yeah, that's one thing my wife and I have been trying to do is very intentional in like literally every aspect mm -hmm. of our life, just because, you know, even just the other day, my wife was listening to some music um, that I usually make fun of her or judge her heart uh, for. <laughs> and um, my son asked, Hey, what's one tiny line in like the middle of the song? It wasn't even like a punchline or anything. Hey, what's blah, blah, blah mean? And we were like, oh, now even down, like he's even aware of that. And we have to be ready to answer. So do we want him ever hearing this? I mean, he's eventually probably going to, but yeah, four, he doesn't need to hear it right now. So um, yeah, it, it's crazy. They watch everything. Mm -hmm. And even... We say one second, one second, because we're, you know, we're making the fire, we're making dinner. One second, one second. Hey, Ridge, can you go grab this for me? Hey, one second. No, go grab it. One <laughs> second. I'm like, oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. That's interesting that you say that because my daughter pulls out with me. She's 14. And uh, I'll tell her, get off the device. And what's the first thing she says? She'll turn and look at me, give me that look and be like, dad, you're always on your device. And I'm like, ah, oh. I'm like, okay, you know, need a lead. If I'm going to be a leader, leader of my household, like God called me to be, well, guess what? You know what I mean? I need to lead by example. Mm -hmm. So then I got to start 
making that time to put away my device or, or start scheduling and, and time blocking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially with uh, the way this podcast is going now, I got to learn how to time block. So everything has a reason. If I'm going to answer emails, I got to have that in a time block. If I'm going to uh, 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 run my um, father engagement coaching that I do, mm-hmm. guess what? That's got to be in a time block. You know, that way I can keep track of my day because n- no longer am I doing, you know, 12, 14 hour days in line work. Yeah. You know, because when that day's over, you're done. You come home, you sit down, you relax. If you're a good father, you're going to engage with your children. If, you know, if you're, if you're not a good father, you're not going to do that. You know what I mean? And I, I've been, I've been both. So I can say that, yeah. you know, cause you know, you come home, you're tired, you leave everything at work. And when you get home, you just want to relax and unwind and your kids need you. They haven't seen you all day. So they're pulling on your pat legs. They want, <laughs> they want your attention. Mama's been with the kids all day. So she's pulling her hair out. She's wanting, she's wanting you to discipline them. And, you know, now you're going to discipline them out of a point of being tired, which is going to send a different message, you know? So one minute we're telling our kids, we love you. And I missed you all day. And then now we're disciplining them and we're showing them otherwise. Yeah. You get what I mean? So it's got, you got to have a balance, you know, but, uh, one of the things I think we answered that is, uh, what are some of the problems you see with people, especially being a teacher, like with, with, with the fathers and stuff like that? What are some of the uh, things you see parents do with technology, you know, that's detrimental to their kids? Um, Kind of the biggest thing that we see or that I've seen is more in the realm of video games. Mm. And sometimes they're used as a way to engage, you know, they're one playing while the other is watching but they're talking about it and they're saying all the cool stuff going on that's great yeah but then when you have you know a second grader showing Mm. up telling you he's playing grand theft auto and killing cops and getting strippers like yeah you're you're eight dude you should like and i tell the kids too (laughs) even Mm. if their parents are around i'm like they're like oh oh yeah what's your favorite video game and they'll be like call of duty i'm like oh yeah i played call of duty when i was in school too and then they're like gta and i'm like that game is straight up garbage (laughs) yeah well and the other thing is i don't know what else happens in that game so i've only heard the bad stuff um so a lot of it has been oh well they don't get off of youtube they just watch these scary videos or oh they just they stay up late because they're playing video games Mm -hmm. uh are they the adult or are you the adult? Hmm. Like set a time. Okay. They don't get off. Walk in, unplug the stupid TV or take the, you know, the game console out of their room. They can't play it then or hmm. take their phone or disconnect. I mean, so um, I guess I should rewind. Cause I get a little heated about that topic sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't fully know everyone's, situation um or what they're going through so i don't know why they might use it it just appears sometimes the kids are the rulers of the house Mm. and not the parents and the parents will be quick to blame their kids but not do anything about 
their kids acting out. Mm. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? Oh yeah, absolutely. I had one of my guests on here and he touched base on that and he's a clinical psychologist and uh, his name is Dr. Steve Poulter. And one of the things he was talking about was how if your kids are doing something bad, ask them where they learned it from. You know, the finger points back at you. You know what I mean? If they're acting out, okay, they need something. Your children are going to get your attention one way or another for good or for bad. It, whether it be a, a call at two o'clock at night because they're drinking and driving or they're graduating from Yale, they're going to get your attention. So it might as well be for, for something positive. You know, Our behavior has a purpose. Exactly. Positive and negatives. And uh, I, I love the way he, he, he spoke about that because, I mean, it's absolutely true. You know what I mean? They're going to act out when, when something's not right, even, even with their wives. Okay. One of the things I heard was, especially on social media, you see these guys are on social media. They're, they're, they're posing with this and that and all this stuff. Right. And they're acting like everything's good. Go talk to their wives. Ask them how they really are doing. Mm-hmm. You know, the wife, right? She is a product of your husbandry. So if you want to know how good you are doing and how you're measuring up, go talk to the wife. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> I never thought about that, but it totally makes sense now that you say it. Mm-hmm. No, it's, 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 it's crazy how everything's tied up with the father. Yeah. Well, I, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> speaking of wife, if you asked her, I keep losing what I, I never remember or can summarize very well. Mm-hmm. And she always makes fun of me for that. That's why I'm like, I wish I knew the exact stat, but there was this thing we had uh, read about mm-hmm. that a, um, if a father reads to the difference it makes I mean, it's good if your kid gets any reading, mom mm-hmm. reads with you or whatever, but the positive difference it makes if the dad reads daily to the to the children, like their social skills, their communication skills, just the difference in who's reading it. It could be the same books. They might not even talk about anything different, but just the dad being engaged in reading the book made a world mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Your kids. Mm, Yeah. That's interesting that you said that. Um, That's just being a father who's engaged, committed and responsible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 18 years. (laughs) 18 years. I heard it a different way too. I heard it that we have 13 summers to make that influence with our kids. Oh yeah. 13 summers. If you really think about it, because at the age of 13, that's when they start making their own decisions pretty much. And if you've, if you've gained their hearts, right. We I talked bet. about, yeah, we talked about Malachi four, six, where having the father's hearts turned to the children, the children's hearts turned by the fathers. If we've captured their hearts before 13, we're going to have them for the rest of their life. We're going to have that influence. Mm-hmm. Now, if we haven't done that because we haven't spent time, we're not engaged. We're not committed to them. We're not responsible. We're like, for my example, I thought I was doing a good thing by being on the road, providing for my family. And I was trying to supplicate my time gone by 
buying them things. Okay. And that was so far from the truth. I was chasing success over significance. And when I came home, I thought I was supposed to be celebrated because my daddy works hard. He's a lineman. He's putting his life on the line. You know, we have one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. Okay. Every day doing hot work, I'm inches from death. I mean, in between phases, you know, uh, different potentials that can blow your arm off, maim you, kill the guy you're with, whatever, right? We're working there. You're doing this hard job and you say, I'm doing it for my family. And then when you come home, you think they're going to be like, oh, dad, my dad's my hero and let's celebrate him and everything. And no, they're just tolerating you because you don't have that. You don't have that relationship with them. You never gained it. And that's, that's, that's how I came about with this whole uh, show up dad, you know, just learning from my example, you know what I mean? Trying to, trying, trying to improve myself by other man's writings so that you shall come. So you shall come easily by others, what others have labored for. That's what Socrates is a quote that Socrates had. Let me say that again. Okay. Employ your time in improving yourself by other men's writings. So that you shall come easily by what others have labeled for. Another way to say that is the way my dad would put it into words is learn from other people's mistakes. So that's why I created this podcast and I have fathers who come on, you know, who listen, or I have fathers like you come on here and talk about, you know, takeaways that way fathers who want to listen, who want to be better, who see that, Hey, you know what? I'm either a good dad, but I want to be better or man, I didn't even know that I was doing this. They can take all these takeaways and, and put it to use. You know what I mean? And learn from other people's mistakes, learn from my mistakes, learn from your mistakes. And, and that's, that's, yeah, that's awesome. You know, and that's why I started this. Uh, get back to our, our, our discussion about outdoors. Okay. Yep. Um, one of the, let's see, how can I put this? Do you think, what do you think the primary reason why kids want to stay inside? Is it because that they have devices inside and their home is comfortable and outside it's cold, it's, you know what I mean? Whatever, you know what I mean? They get dirty or something like that. You know, what do you think? What do you think is detrimental to our kids? So as you read that, I was like, oh man, I have, I don't know. And I just was like, what? do I say to that? And then it just popped in because it's something that I've been growing a little more passionate about, I guess, Mm -hmm. is like right now, uh, 2020, I know was not great for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. My family of four, it was probably our best year yet. Mm -hmm. So many great things has happened. So many opportunities that we took advantage of. And, but in that and trying to be thankful and looking around in the world and what people have and don't have and um, people's hearts, I guess it's been this growing thing of, I feel like people are too caught up in being comfortable. Mm. They don't want to see their kids sad. I mean, no one wants to, doesn't want to see their kids sad, cold, too hot um they want immediate satisfaction 
you know, we want, um, we want everything and we don't want to do anything to get any of it. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so, so much to the point that I took our, what was it? Couple month old daughter and we were, you know, playing at the Creek with family. And I was like, well, I'm not going to leave her in this Creek. It's cold. It's like February, mm-hmm. but I'm going to dip her toes in the Creek. Like, Hey, this mm. is cold, you know? Like, um, we're going to go play outside, even though it's 90, but we might be in the shade and it might only be 10 minutes, but then we'll come back in. Like, we need to get some fresh air. We, we need to be uncomfortable because I feel like if people, people get too comfortable, then they can't deal with any sort of heartache. They can't deal with anything difficult. They just quit because life has been too good. Even Mm -hmm. people that don't have what most would think is a successful, great life. Mm -hmm. It's still pretty darn comfortable if you got any sort of roof over you, if you have, you know, a sweatshirt and pants and an okay amount of food, you can be pretty comfortable overall. It might not be beneficial or that great, but so then when you don't have those things, you can't, I don't know. I'm still trying to work through it in my head, what it all is, but. I just feel like life is way too comfortable and it is so good for our bodies to have that good side of stress in small doses to dip into a, a cold Creek or to walk out into some brisk air and soak that up into your lungs or to, you know, it might be hot, but to get that vitamin D from the sun rays or, um, you know, everything in, in quantity, you know, not yeah. just, overdone but um i think it's being i guess to answer your question people are just too comfortable too comfortable it's it's too easy to stay inside because all my needs are met i don't have to get up i don't have to walk Mm -hmm. i don't have to move or think or sweat or i can sit here in this couch and veg out for a while and Mm -hmm. which there's a time and place for sometimes we just need to relax but um overall i think it's same thing not too much you can't just relax all day and do nothing Mm. yeah no i agree with you um i think technology has really made people soft you know and it ain't gonna leave us anytime soon you know (laughs) stuff's coming out yeah how do we adapt exactly i think uh one of the main things we can do is to challenge ourselves to reduce the negative impacts of these devices are having on our children and ourselves, right? Um, when we start making mindful choices, we can strive to balance that technology and nature, but providing plenty of chances for kids to get outdoors, okay? Yeah. And I, I think some of the, the tips that we can get our, our kids to put down the devices that I've imp- implemented in, in my children's lives are kind of some of the stuff that you touched based on earlier is scheduling a time for them, you know what I mean? Let kids earn time for technology by rewarding them every hour spent outside. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one would be to aim to spend one hour daily outside as a family. Go for walks. You know what I mean? I, I, I walk, you know, I, me and my wife are very avid runners. So we, we used to like doing a lot of trail running. So you guys and- are kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And dude, we used to run. Yeah. We used to run with the kids, dude, in the strollers and everything. We were, oh, yeah. that was, a, that was, that was us, you know, running, 
in the mountains with a, a Jeep stroller. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Every single one of our kids has experienced that. Yeah. You know, and we took that time. That was our time together. We were a running family. Uh, mm -hmm. We used to do a lot of rock climbing. Oh, fun. I used to, I used to love to boulder. I was very fortunate where I am now that uh, Albuquerque is kind of a hub for some of the best rock climbers around. You know, uh, a good friend of mine who is in my wedding, his brother actually was an owner of Matarock and he was the highest ranking American climber at one time. Wow. Yeah. Using the X games and stuff like that. That's cool. And uh, so we did a lot of outdoor stuff like that. So I think if we do stuff like that, it really helps. Uh, if you designate zones in the home that are technology free, you know, like for us, we keep te our technology, our devices off the kitchen table. Yep. And we don't allow our kids now to have devices in the room. That blue light keeps them from being able to sleep. I yeah. didn't know that. I recently learned that. And, uh, it helps them reset their patterns so they can sleep well at night. You know what yeah. I mean? So uh, with that being said, uh, we have a, a technology curfew every night. They got to be shut down at a designated time. And one of the other things that I haven't done, but it was brought to my attention is to find a free or low cost community event to attend as a family, whether it be going to the local co-op and, and picking fruits or getting a pumpkin or going yeah. to a corn maze or something like that. You know what I mean? Do things outdoors as a family. That's, that's, I like that. Yeah, no, it, it, and it, it really works. You know what I mean? Um, and the, I guess another thing is mm -hmm. people listening to is it's not necessarily like a check mark checklist of stuff to do. And it might seem like, Oh, maybe I'm not doing these things. And, Mm -hmm. oh man but you just start doing one and it becomes a habit and then you don't think about it anymore especially it becomes a habit with the family and then you just add another and add another you don't have to show up and be like 30 to do's every one of you i want you to meet this starting right now <laughs> yeah exactly you got to keep it fun because otherwise it just starts turning to uh discipline right yeah. it starts turning into you got to do this you got to do this and then you take the fun out of it yeah you know, and that's what breaks kids. You start making rules and regulations that are hard to follow. And the kids are just like, man, I don't want to do this. And, I, and I, that was one of my big downfalls. You know, I, like you, bought my kids a BB gun, a pellet gun, stuff like that. I had a 22 at five. Okay. Nice. I, I killed my first bull elk when I was 14 years old. You know, it was a big six by six. Man. And uh, so I, I really teach shooting to my children and stuff like that. Gun safety, uh you know, finger control, finger discipline, stuff like that. And uh, I started getting real stringent with the rules on a, on a BB gun. Okay. And I started telling them, you know, you gotta, you gotta do this. You gotta do this. You gotta, you can't go down range. You know what I mean? You make sure that's that barrel is not pointed down range. When you go check out your targets and stuff like that, clear the range. I just started getting real, um, real structured with it to where it wasn't even fun anymore. And yeah. I started to see their faces and they're like, I don't want to shoot. I don't want to shoot. And it's like, okay, let me, let me see where I went wrong on this. So I started mm -hmm. having to incorporate, making it fun, you know, and uh, that, that really helped. That really helped. Um, on this podcast, I never wanted to appear that we have it all together because no one's perfect. Okay. 
it's it's not only inaccurate, but it's potentially harmful for aspiring young men to look and grow and improve across all areas of their life. Okay. So you and I, I, you know, you and I can both agree and first admit that our journeys have been nothing but but easy, right? We definitely don't have it all together. Definitely not. Okay. I'd like for you to be real now and give our listeners what is the one challenge you faced and or you are still facing right now that has been a catalyst for growth as a man? Oh, as a man? Mm-hmm. Man, a father. Uh, man, that's difficult. Uh, well, maybe I'll just start talking about something that first came to mind and see if it mm-hmm. somehow gets to the question. One thing that I know I've been struggling with the most that I was going to say earlier um, was when you're talking about being tired and discipline and, you know, when we, we've been working all day. And so right now with COVID and schools, it's all these requirements and, you know, I'd get tired mentally, um, a couple times a year and just kind of have a little breakdown this year. It's like every single day I come home and I'm just, Oh, exhausted. Well, my four-year-old, he has had me at home a lot of time um, of his life, especially this last year because our baby girl was born and I had a lot of time saved up. So I was home for, I had like three weeks and then there was Christmas break for two weeks, came back to work for a month and COVID hit and I was home again. (laughs) So for like, out of the last year, I've been home for 10 months. I mean, I've been doing work. So then being gone all day and then coming home and he wants to play and I want to catch up with mom, what happened in the world, what happened with families, what happened with whatever, how'd the day go? Well, then he, you know, another thing that you said earlier, they want attention, whether it be good or bad. And one video, I don't know if you, if you've seen it yet, but you should check out, it's called the still face baby video. Mm. And it shows how this mom has got a good relationship with her baby. They're showing it as young as babies, you know, when people are like, oh, they're just a baby. They don't understand. Yes. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and interacting with the baby. And then the doctors say, okay, still face, no emotion, no reaction. Within seconds, the baby went through its whole, it's like a dog. You show a treat, sit, shake, lay down, roll around, like, give me the treat. treat. These are all my tricks. Baby goes through it. No reaction. Immediately negative attention starts Mm. screaming, yelling, slapping hands. And they say like, the baby doesn't know I have to do these things to get attention, but it wires your brain Mm. and kids as they get older, they don't do bad things necessarily to get your attention, but they do them because their body tells them to, Mm -hmm. and then they get what they need from it, even though they're, it's like subconsciously happening. It's really fascinating, but so I get home and I'm tired and I know how like intentional I need to be. And so, I mean, even just recently, my wife called me out on it and acting out in anger or frustration rather than out of love, like what we're called to do. Um, and so that's one thing that's been really hard for me is to calm down, reset, come home and be intentional and to be present with my family, even though I am all about, you need to be present. You need to be present. It's, it's not easy. 
No, it's definitely not easy. And I, it's probably, I say it more and more because I'm, it's almost a reminder to myself, Hey, and I heard this story one time where this guy, his car broke down. He needed a, a ride from his boss. Everything was going rough at work. Boss brings him home and the guy stops by the little tree in the front yard and just imaginary, like takes something off his head and puts it on the tree and walks in. Mm. And he said the next day he asked, the boss asked the, his worker, like, what were you doing? You didn't hang anything on your tree. And he was like, my family doesn't deserve my problems, my sorrows. I took them off and hung them on mm. the tree before I walked into my house mm. so that they could have me, not my crap. And it was like, oh, man. And I, that just that just stuck. So um, I think one thing holding me back is just staying intentional and staying present and doing things my kids want to do and not always the things that I want to do. Like, hey, it's good for us to all be outside. So let's go do this because it's something I really want to do. Mm -hmm. um, it's spending time with them and doing what they need to do. I think that's interesting that you said that um, there's no, it, it, you're absolutely right. Being intentional is hard work, right? Uh, Dr. Carolyn Leaf, Dr. Carolyn Leaf talks about, you got to create a habit. Okay. And it takes 63 days, I believe to make a habit, 62 or 63 days to rewire your brain to create that habit. Okay. You got to be, yeah, it, it's, it's work, you know, and that's one of the things that I tell my fathers on my father engagement coaching is it is possible to be a better dad. It's going to be hard work and there's no such thing as mastery. Yeah. No one's perfect. Okay. No way. And one of the things I learned the other day is a bad moment in life is not a bad life. You're going to make mistakes how you repair it exactly if you as long as you show them love acceptance and understanding it'll take care of the rest that's what kids need they need love acceptance and understanding boys need boundaries okay one of the one of the the the, the speakers i had the other day was talking about that he's saying boys need boundaries they feel safer in life okay when they don't have a backstop they feel like they're not noticed and that leads into them starting to do things to get noticed. They create a crisis. Mm -hmm. Okay. With daughters, it's the opposite. They want relationship before they have boundaries. You got to gain their heart. They got to know that they're important to you, that you recognize them, mm -hmm. that they matter. And it's crazy that the different, the different uh, parenting skills you got to have, the different hats per se that you got to put on per kid. And it even goes even deeper than that because each child requires something different. Yeah. What works for my, my oldest son doesn't work for my, my baby. You know what I mean? So that's another wheel that we got to add into our arsenal of being intentional with our mm -hmm. kids. We got to, we got to know them. We got to see them. We got to spend that time because you ain't going to know what your kid is or who your kid is. I mean, one of the things I like to ask my, my fathers is, well, what's your kid's favorite color? Did you see the look they give me sometimes? They have no idea. What's your favorite, what's your kid's favorite toy? What does your kid like to watch? They have no clue. 
And it's not that they're bad dads. They're not. It's that they're so consumed about being the provider. They're taking all these things on to themselves and they're forgetting what is actually important. That time with our kids. I've made a lot of money in my life. A lot of money. You know, I've been fortunate to be able to do that as a lineman. I love being a lineman. I love that trade. Okay. And that's why I want to give back to our community, back to the tradesmen, because I love what I do, but I see that this is something that is needed for tradesmen, for fathers who work hard, who are grinding, who are providing for their families. And this is something that they need to see. Okay, guys, guess what? Let's wake up here. You know, our kids are more important than a paycheck. You are more important than just a paycheck. Yeah. You know, so let's go on and, and I want to close up here with this. And uh, I want to ask you, if you were to run into yourself 10 years from now, say you're at Starbucks or whatever, right? You come out, you have 60 seconds you're in a hurry. You're, you got to go to a meeting. You see your younger self. What is something that you can tell him to encourage him? Something to warn him about or whatever? Oh, man. I don't know if I've ever really thought about this before. Hmm. I saw my younger self when I was older. What would I want to know? Yeah, what advice could you leave with him? What advice? I just got two words kind of coming to my mind. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to rack my brain and I just feel like pray and love. Mm. Just the amount of peace and guidance and, you know, that strong inclination has all come through. Just uh, pray, love, and listen, pray, love, and listen, pray, love, and listen. Mm. I like that. Listen to the people around you. Listen to, you know, what God has to say through whether it's things that happen in your life and how you just perceive and interpret them. I think that's what I've kind of done. I'm like, ah, Mm -hmm. it it must mean I'm supposed to do this. And when I usually just go with that gut feeling and pray about it and not my own selfish Mm -hmm. desire, it's always, always, always worked out. And kind of what you talked about, perfect timing, just the things that, yeah, pray, love, and listen. Mm, I like that. Well, brother, I thank you for coming on here. Our time is up here. I mean, this is a great podcast. I know people are going to be tremendously blessed by listening to it. I thank you for your time. I know you're a busy guy. Um, Bro, if I can have you tell our listeners how they can reach you, where they can find you, and, and talk to them a little bit about your YouTube Oh, okay. Yeah. And thank you for having me on here. I really appreciate it. Conversation and uh, this stuff. I just, I, uh, I really like, you know, just diving into fatherhood, teaching, you know, just how it, and then how it affects us as we grow up and imagining our kids growing up. So thank you. Uh, I really appreciate what you're doing and the coaching that you're giving to, to other people because we need more of that in this world. But um, you can find me on my main uh, I guess social media platform is Instagram, Unbounded Pursuit, Unbounded underscore Pursuit, uh, Facebook. But if you follow one, you're going to see what the other one has to say because it just is connected. 
Um, and then on YouTube, we got videos, gear reviews, how to's, hunting pursuits, fishing. Um, and then our latest project where we just about to hit the one year mark on posting a video once a week, every week um, is an outdoor devotional series. So just connecting with different guys and gals in the outdoor world that have a passion for Christ and a passion for the outdoors and kind of blending that together and showing people that none of us have this right. Um, different verses or of one particular verse mean different things to different people based on life experiences or when that verse came into their life. Um, and so just taking those, you know, everyday people like you and I sharing those verses, sharing why those verses mean so much to us, um, and then just sharing it to the world to kind of help share the gospel of Jesus um, and the love he has for us and that there's not, we don't need to be worrying about things of this world um, and that there's a like-minded group of people that'll, you know, have a similar interest and belief system. Um, so yeah, my goal was, the first goal was 52 videos. So once a week for a year, um, and man, did that just get crushed. And I, I have three new videos on my phone. I'm having a hard time making my videos. I wanted to do me putting one some month. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like you just sent me one um, and I have two more already that I still have to make intros for and throw them together and put them on the channel. So we're well past 52 and um, Lord willing, I, it'd be so amazing to hit 365. Mm -hmm. uh, when I first thought of that goal, it was, okay, 52, that's one a week for a year. 365, that means I have to do it for six more <laughs> years to hit that goal. Yeah. Whoa. So uh, yeah, it's been real fun, but yeah, check out that. And um, uh, and I guess lastly, if you just want to shoot me an email and you don't do social media, unboundedpursuit at gmail.com. So. Hmm. Well, right on, brother. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for sharing, you know, your time with us and helping us bless fathers out there. And I'll let you get on, brother, and I'll let you know when this comes out. And thank you for all that you do, man. Thank you. Yep. Take care, brother. See ya.